listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. How do And today we're going to talk about canine adolescence. Woohoo! <laughs> And then see, currently out of the three of us, Liz is going to I the teenager, yes. And they love to rub it in. Yep. And in a lot of ways, they can be compared to human teenagers. So if you're gasping at that thought, just stay tuned for a message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Your dog digs a hole under your fence, and the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about canine adolescence today. And this tends to strike puppy owners by surprise. We see a lot of puppy owners bring their baby to puppy class with us. They learn the basic obedience commands. We talk to them about puppy issues like house training and mouthing and biting and all these other things. They graduate from puppy class. We do tend to warn them about adolescence. We explain that it's going to happen. But I think sometimes people, I don't want to say denial, but... Oh, yeah. he's so sweet. Right but he's now. such a good puppy. He always follows me. I don't Everywhere. even have to walk him on leash because he's right he's next right. to me. He I'll comes never lose, lose he my He comes side. every time I call. Yes. And then a few months later, we get a call or an email or they come back to basic obedience class and go, I don't know what happened. <laughs> he's horrible. And we giggle. <laughs> You know what I've started doing, too, in puppy class is I look around for those people that have been around, been to classes before, that yes. I know or I know have had multiple dogs. Right. Aww. And when I say adolescents and they roll their eyes, I say, now, see here? <laughs> and I let them give a, oh, oh, yeah, oh, gosh. 
You'll live through it, but just having them validate it yeah. yes, makes yeah. it more real. to help. Yes. Right. Yes. Those of you who are regular listeners to our podcast know that about nine months ago, I brought home a new puppy. His name is Bones. He's an English Shepherd, and he was a very good puppy. He still is a good puppy. Mm-hmm. But about a month ago, he hit adolescence. <laughs> and he started... By the way, we don't say he eased into, he gently... It's <laughs> no. he they run Wham, into bam. a They run into a brick wall. <laughs> no, they run into a revolving door and come out a different dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and actually, Going one way, come out the other. Actually, Bones has not been my worst by any means. No. No. He's still no. been pretty cooperative. Riker was one of the ones that was... A bad one. <laughs> yeah, but Riker's adolescence, we generally say 9 to 12 months. It's the On worst the of average. It. Right. But there's exceptions to the rule. Riker <laughs> didn't hit it at 9 to 12 months. No, and 12 I, or 13 I was months. a little snotty. <laughs> I cocky. will admit. Yeah. Cocky. Because Whew, my, it through <laughs> my puppy was so good. Just breezed right on through. We breezed right on through it. He didn't challenge me. He didn't challenge my older dogs. He was, my puppy is the best, and I'm a darn good dog trainer. And then at about two, he bounced off that brick wall and went through the revolving door. And yeah. and right yeah. in front of class. Yes, he did. He, he didn't do it at home. It was right in front of class. I had a good laugh at that one. <laughs> I said, Riker, sit. Thank you. And he went, talk to the paw. <laughs> Never heard that word I'm before. I'm busy. <laughs> and then I said, Riker, sit, please. And he went, yeah, make me. <laughs> And I'm like, yes! We did it! My good friend of all these years was laughing at me. God, it was great. It was wonderful. You could just see all of a sudden Liz go like a a deflating balloon. (laughs) And of course, then the class was laughing too. And I'm going, okay, let's talk about adolescence occurring at different times during the dog's lifetime. So, yeah, yeah was Riker was a sweet boy, but he wasn't my brightest, and, and he did hit it a little bit later. <laughs> yep. I'll match you with Walter. He came out of the womb in adolescence, and I don't think he's even shook all of it off yet at night. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, <laughs> he's come through most of it, but he just retains a little bit of Every that. Every now and then. <laughs> just I just like, kind of, yeah, huh? He was was really cute in the litter. He had something about those eyes. She doesn't dare say anything because she shaked him out. No, but I do remember when she handed him to you, she said, Kate, he needs you. (laughs) And she was absolutely right because if he'd have gone to a pet home, especially a busy mom with kids, he'd have ended up in the shelter. And look... All adolescence, all that hard work, and what an awesome trainer he's made you. <laughs> definitely made me a better trainer. Absolutely. There's nothing like problem solving on a daily basis, hourly basis. So, if it hadn't happened to us, it happened to Kate. Let's talk about what adolescence is. So. Challenging for everybody. Well, <laughs> let, let's talk about first the biology of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
So if we look at a natural canine situation, mom and dad raise a litter, the puppy reaches sexual maturity, he's hunting on his own, the male puppy starts to challenge dad more, female puppy starts to challenge mom more, and mom and dad get tired of that challenging and go, yo, you're out of here. Now the more submissive puppies in some canine cultures will hang around longer to help mom and dad raise the next litter. But those are the more beta. Those are the less challenging pups. The pups who are really giving dad a hard time. Hey, old man, I can take over here. I can lead this pack. If dad is still a strong male figure, he's going to tell that pup to get out of here. Mm -hmm. Same with mom and the female puppy. So when we bring home a puppy at hopefully 10 weeks, we become the equivalent of adoptive parents. So when the pup biologically reaches adolescence, which, as Petrus said, is generally the worst of it's between 9 and 12 months, but they can start showing signs of it from 7, I'm 8. I'm still laughing. The worst of it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the peak time. Or what is the worst of it. Yeah. Our very and, words talk about how challenging it is. is. Yeah. They start challenging us because we've taken the place of their biological parents. And we hear from a lot of puppy owners, mom is saying, this puppy used to love me. Now I ask her to go outside and she goes and looks at my husband like, do I have to? (laughs) Or the male puppy is giving dad the doggy equivalent of the middle finger. He sits next to me on the couch and then when my husband comes over, he won't move. Or he growls. Or he growls. (laughs) So they start to challenge us. Now, how they challenge us varies from dog to dog. Bones hasn't been challenging me personally quite so much, but he, because he likes to work. And so the more jobs I give him, the better he is. But my two older dogs, the three year old and the nine year old, he's really pushing the three year old. He is really, really pushing (laughs) Cisco. And now for yeah, a while... Describe that, though. I mean... He will... Walk in front of him. Walk in front of him, cut him off. Cisco will be running, and Bones will cut him off at a dead run. He'll take the toys away from Cisco. He'll walk right up and take a toy away from him. And Cisco will be going... Arr! And Bones just walks up and takes it away. <laughs> when Cisco goes oh. out in the backyard and relieves himself, Bones will go and pee over the top of it. Now, so Cisco's not quite sure how to handle this. He's no, protesting. He's protesting, and I actually thought that Cisco would cave in totally because he's not really a, a leader type dog. But he has stepped up to it a little more than I expected. He is posturing more. He's taller than Bones. So when Bones tries to put a chin over Cisco's shoulder, Cisco grows. And he'll put his head over Bones and Bones it back up a little bit. It's mostly symbolic right now. Right now it's symbolic. Bashir is very much, my nine-year-old, is very much the leader. And if Bones tries any of that with Bashir, Bashir growls once. If Bones doesn't back off, Bashir gets to his feet, gets very, very big. And Bones shrinks down to a puddle on the floor. (laughs) And usually rolls over and bears his belly. Bashir doesn't have to get violent. Once or twice in the beginning, he actually put his jaws on him and mashed him to the ground. But it only took a couple times. Now all he has to do is go, Er, puppy, I can take you off this planet. 
and Bones goes down, and he'll be really, really good for a while. Mm-hmm. But as we know with adolescent children, Patris raised one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a long time, I tried giving her away during the adolescence. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her. As we know with human and teenagers. She's into a wonderful woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are changes that happen biologically, especially mm-hmm. in the brain. Mm hmm. There's studies now that show that teenagers don't make good decisions because their brains are changing. That's human teenagers, but yeah. you wonder how what the correlation is. Yes, their brains are absolutely physically changing. Yes, and so we talk about human teenagers not making good decisions, doing stupid things, and Kayla luckily wasn't too horrid. No, no, not she, too horrid. She, <laughs> she she challenged the females in the family. <laughs> and we're talking our village. Like, yeah, he extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I can remember her <laughs> mouthing off you? at me a few times. <laughs> me? And my back went up. She still talks about, she was telling <laughs> Sam when she was home a couple of weeks ago, she was telling Sam about one time when I backed her up, and she goes, Aunt Looney's short, but wow, she can be scary. <laughs> and I didn't even remember the episode. I didn't even remember it, but she did. <laughs> As a teenager, she was a foot and a half taller than you, but... Oh, yeah. Didn't matter. No. <laughs> didn't matter. Nope. Not at all. Yeah, and, and like I said, I didn't remember it. She did. But it's interesting, because when you tell the class, when we talk about adolescents, the ones who have current teenagers or have teenagers them. and you associate that they're all like oh and all of a sudden they're like got it or right. if we have young adults in the class i tell them remember how you treated your dad <laughs> yeah to the boys yeah. to the men yeah to the women remember what you thought about your mom and having <laughs> child psychologists we've had come through class and yeah. say the same thing yes right. very similar yeah and that's part of it, is understanding it is a natural life cycle. They're not deliberately trying to make you crazy, Mm-mm. whether they're two-legged or four-legged. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> they do grow up. But, you know, how many people, well, you can go to the shelters. Yeah. How many people just give up? Another, or the, my dog's gone bad, so go turn him in. Let's get a puppy and start all over. Yeah. A number of years ago, a dog training organization did a survey. They sent all of the members to their local shelters with a clipboard. And what we were asked to do was to jot down the gender and age mm-hmm. of the dogs who had been turned in by their owners, no matter what the reason. Because a lot of times when people give up a dog, they lie. They mm-hmm. feel guilty and they lie. Not strays, not confiscated animals, but the ones given up by their owners. And overwhelmingly, and I, I don't remember the exact percentage, but overwhelmingly, it was puppies between the ages of 9 and 12 months, mm-hmm. more males than females, more intact males than neutered males, Whether they were spayed or not didn't matter quite so much with the females, but it did with the males. And it just showed that the adolescents were pushing their owner's buttons. The owners didn't understand. They knew that they had a nice puppy, and they'd probably started socializing and training that puppy. But then when the puppy turned into a teenager, they didn't understand. Yeah. What do you mean I have to to put a leash on him now? He always used to walk with me. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, it, oh, it's, it's trouble now. He's become too much trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So let's take a break for our sponsor, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit on how to work through this, because there are some things you can do to make adolescence a little more workable, and a lot of these that I've done with my puppy. So hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about canine adolescence, and we've told you how horrible it could be. <laughs> so let's tell you there how... There's a light at the end of the tunnel! <laughs> so we'll tell you what you can do. So for some of the first things I've done with bones, exercise. <laughs> a tired puppy is a good puppy. Mm-hmm. He gets physical exercise, but he also gets mental exercise. You want to talk about that, Kate? Because we talk about that in our classes all the time. Not that Walter ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, one of the reasons that he knows over 200 commands is because I had to keep working his brain. I had to get him tired by my choices or he would find things to occupy his brain that he enjoyed. Right. (laughs) <laughs> that you didn't like. That I wasn't all that fond of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why did your brain go there? So much amount of energy is available. Use it up in the ways you want them to 
and then you can develop good habits in them. While you're also getting them so tired, hopefully they don't learn bad habits. So Bones, basic obedience. I started teaching him therapy dog skills, exercises like pause up and go say hi and other therapy dog skills. Trick training. Oh my God, he loves it. And he loves loves trick trick training. training. I've had him through two of Kate's trick training courses. And he probably knows now, oh, doing well two dozen tricks, which for an 11-month-old puppy I think is pretty good. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we got some wooden letters. I didn't bring them for the class graduation last night, but we got some wooden letters and I painted them, and I'm starting to teach him how to spell his name. Oh, So he knows B and O. He's in the process of learning N, and then I'll introduce E and S. He knows Bo. Yeah, he knows Bo. (laughs) What's your name, Bo? Bo. Nose work. He's doing nose work, and he absolutely loves nose work and scenting games. So I'm keeping that little brain busy. But again, you're doing it. It's not just. It's not just running him around in the backyard. That's just physical, right? Right. right. And even if, even if I say all you do is play fetch, still mm-hmm. make the fetch game an educational game and work their brain. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would make Walter bring the ball to me and give it to me. I'm not going to play the game chase. And then that became too easy. Then he had to bring it to me and drop it. And then he had to put it in something. And then I would put a leash on him and have him do a sit, wait, throw the ball. He didn't get to just run just because I threw it. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to have a little self-control. And that took mental energy. And then the running was physical. Well, and he got you, the joy. And then you can also just, people have those rope toys or the ball. Yeah. Teach the difference between the two. Teach the, the name of the choice. Yeah. yeah. And these are all things that will be useful and are using up the energy. Well, then how many people we have that family have children, and we teach these adolescent dogs, teach them how to go find the kids, their names. So get the kids involved, so it keeps them busy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the dog, and everybody's happy. The other thing are the brain games. Brain games. Like the Nina Otteson games. And other games that the dog has to manipulate to get the treat. The uh, spin the game, push the lever, spin the top. There's all kinds of brain games that the dog has to think about. And these aren't just for the dog to do by himself. This is for you and the dog to do. You know, more and more lately when someone talks to me about a problem, either with a a problem dog or a teenager, Mm -hmm. more and more I'm saying, don't use the food bowl. Oh, yeah. Take that food and use it to have to drain some energy out of them. Every bite that they would have gotten just out of the bowl for free, if it's a scent hound dog, you know, throw it out in the backyard, let them go search for it. Right. Have them do tricks for it. Have them do basic obedience for it. Use that resource. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, I, there's something else that I think is important and that I've been doing with Bones because the two breeds that I have, Australian Shepherds and English Shepherds, both of them can be quite watchful and protective. And so even though the prime age of socialization is early in puppyhood, I make sure that during adolescence when behavior problems can pop up, that I maintain that socialization. Keep getting them out and about. We go for walks um, Locally, we go to the harbor, we'll walk along the beach, we'll go for a walk in the city, we'll go for a walk in the neighborhood, just different places to maintain that socialization. So I think some people get frustrated enough, they just like, oh, dogs drive me crazy, leave them in the backyard. Then all of a sudden that socialization just stops. Right. 
just get frustrated with the dog. And they are still learning. Yeah. And I mean, exactly. we know the dogs can keep learning all of their lives. All their lives. It's like yeah. people can. Right. So keep. The other thing is so many people get fixated on the challenging. Yes, that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Especially opposite gender. Sure. Mm-hmm. But even though there's not a guy around for my dogs to challenge, they'll challenge me. Right. Oh, so, yeah. But you can't take it personally. It's Right. That is just part mm. of the process. Just like Petra's daughter challenged her. Exactly. <laughs> and there's that exactly. added thing of, even though they're challenging you, they're not making good decisions, you also have to help them stay safe. Yes. Two-legged or four-legged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I go. I sort of treat them less like a teenager, more like a kid again. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not going to make a good decision. Therefore, I'm going to keep you on a leash more often. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know that's what we, and we tell yeah. our students that, too. When all of a sudden they get out of lessons, like, you know, we used to do leash like sit stay. Now he just won't hold it. Let's pretend he's a 10-week-old puppy again. Start from the beginning. Yeah. And if it makes you feel, I, I will talk to the dogs knowing that they don't care what I'm saying. But right. I'll say, oh, you're going to act like you're a puppy. I'll treat you like one. Here, let me help you sit. Oh, yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> and that brings up a very good point. When the puppy's challenging you, when he's being a challenging teenager, when he's causing you to regret that you got a puppy to start with, his name is not No No Bad Puppy. <laughs> If anything, you've got to bring that positive reinforcement, that praise, the toy, the treat, out even more because you don't want to fight him. A phrase that I've been using with uh, a lot of people in class recently who have adolescents is build compliance and cooperation. Let's not fight them. Right. I just had a thought. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I tend to treat a lot of adolescents like I used to treat drunks at the bar. Uh, for those of you who, who <laughs> haven't heard, Kate used to run her dad's bar. And not the obnoxious, well, you got the obnoxious drunks who are fighting, sure. and you just have to treat them. But the, the ones are just, they've, they've got so many chemicals in their brains because of the alcohol. That their brain is not working not right. functioning properly. Exactly. Right. So I think for a lot of adolescents, they've got all these chemicals, these hormones. Yeah. They're not thinking rationally. So we have to help them make good decisions and teach them that even when there's chemicals on your brain, you still have to make certain decisions and then take over some things for them. Help them do it correctly. Yeah. And reward them you know for what, it. You know what, It's time for you to go home. You've had enough. Oh, and you're, you're not, not going to drive. drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call no, a cab. Here comes the cab now, right? Here's your money to pay the cab. Go on home. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's taking care of them. That's yeah. not going, oh, he got drunk just to spite me. Right. Yeah, exactly. His wife can tell him that when he gets home. Well, um, Bones didn't turn into a teenager to give me a hard time. No. It's a natural part of being a puppy. And if they don't go through it, they don't become good, stable adults. That's True. a very good point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we want them to grow up. We want them to make good decisions. Let's help keep them alive <laughs> and help them remember the good habits. Yep. You know, and also when you mentioned about no, no, bad dog. <laughs> Remember when Walter was going through his... And oh, Kate yeah. actually told us that we're saying, Walter! It was yeah. always in a negative tone. It, was it wasn't in just a... that. It was, Walter, what are you doing? Yeah. That yeah. became one great big phrase. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was his name. Walter, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I caught myself doing it, too. And yeah. that's when I went, Well, Whoa. we were all doing it. Yeah. Sure. Because as yeah. soon as you said that, we all recognized it. Yeah. It's just he had led us into it, and he led us into it so gradually that we all didn't realize it. And he was so creative. Yeah. And sometimes the stuff he would do, we would all laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then he got fed into being even yeah. more creative, and not all of it did we... And I'm sorry, he also grew up with Logan and Bashir, who were brothers, and we called Bashir the good twin and Logan the the evil evil twin, twin. because they were litter brothers, (laughs) and so Logan didn't come as often to the yard because he was Kayla's dog, and he was the evil twin, (laughs) so Bashir was a good puppy and was even a pretty good adolescent, so poor Walter suffered by comparison. This is true. This is true. Because he came into the world screaming and hollering. Not only we compared him, but he compared himself. Self, yes. How come I'm not as big as Bashir? Yeah. How come I can't do the stuff Bashir is doing? Yeah, yeah. And so he was like the kid who was... Bashir was the kid who got straight A's, and Walter was the kid who got C's and maybe a D and an F. Mm-hmm. And so he had to fight harder. You need to put it more. Bashir was the uh, quarterback. Oh, okay. Walter was the kid who was too skinny to even go out for the play. (laughs) He was on the band. (laughs) The water boy. But you helped him find his own. (laughs) And I do love you dearly, boy. Yes, I do. All right. So, in closing, adolescence is a natural part of puppyhood. It's a natural transition to adulthood. They all need to go through it. Mm-hmm. They all go through it in a different manner. And don't take it personal. <laughs> nope. I'm not doing it. And it's okay sometimes to put them in another room, put them in the crate and go, I need to go scream someplace else. Or yeah. get yourself a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sit or a wine out. cooler. <laughs> and keep body busy. Keep mind mm-hmm. busy. Keep mind challenged. Find ways to do things with your puppy so you can keep that bond with him and he will grow up and you will have a wonderful companion so it's only temporary (laughs) only a few months out of their lives you have many years ahead of you there you go Uh, and bones is laying here at my feet now wagging his tail i keep saying his name (laughs) and he's a good puppy You can spell B-O. Yeah. Hey, can your dog spell the president's dog's name? Oh, okay. Okay. It's all in the past. And on that note, we'll close it right there. Because I'll never come up with another one that good. (laughs) Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>